Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hey, Tim, meet Conan and Sona. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm told your name is Tim. What's your last name? My last name is Dang, D-A-N-G. Like, dang! Yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, but you must you must get that all the time. Like, dang, it's Tim! It's, I would do I think, that seven times a day if I knew uh, you. It happens to me probably about seven times a week. It's pretty fun. <laughs> no, 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 you don't understand. Tim, if I was in your life, every time I saw you, I'd be like, dang! And then I'd turn to a camera that wasn't there and go, it's Tim. And... You would start to hate me for it, but eventually you'd start to think it was even funnier than it was before. I think I would be obligated to kind of like laugh out of, you know, (laughs) just to make sure that we were all on the same page. Tim, uh, laughs out of obligation, that's how I made my career. So um, now tell me a little bit about yourself, Tim. What what, what I'd like to know about Tim Dang. Well, um, I am living in a little town called Brookline, Massachusetts. What? You're living in my hometown? Uh, Yeah. I Which might part be in your of your old place? I'm, Wh- I'm in Clue's Corner. <laughs> your old place. My old place. <laughs> really? I hope you don't have a blue light. <laughs> oh, no. come on. No, I committed murders here. It's not a masturbation uh, joke. Still not great. Well, wait a minute. I committed murders while masturbating. Oh. Is this getting off the rails? Why? I'm sorry. Um, I think we're Tim, like 30 seconds into this and we've already hit that point. So I yes. think from here, it's going to be nice and, and comfortable. Dang, Tim, you called it. Uh, sorry, there's going to be a few more of those before we're done. Wait, you're in you're in Coolidge Corner. Coolidge Corner used to be my jam uh, when I was a, when I was young. I would go uh, hang out in Coolidge Corner. They used to have a McDonald's there and a movie theater across the street. The McDonald's is gone, but the movie theater is still there. The movie theater is still there. The bookstore is still there. Yeah, uh, Coolidge Corner. Uh, that is not far from the house that I grew up in. In fact, I was back in Brookline a week and a half ago. And uh, visiting my parents uh, on the same house that I grew up in. So Brookline is still near and dear to my heart. I hate to make this about me, Tim, but do you think Brookline honors the fact that I'm there sufficiently? So, you know, it's curious that you ask that because I kind of had the same question, too. Uh, And so I I, I Googled this. I Googled uh, Conan O'Brien Boston just to see what would pop up. And and what I love is that all of the news articles that are coming out of Boston, when they mention you, they mention like Brookline's Conan O'Brien. Yes. As if like you're you wouldn't be recognized except that they're telling you where you were born. Yes. I, I'm very happy that I I think a statue wouldn't be inappropriate. Oh, JFK's from there. I know. John F. Kennedy's from there. And John F. Kennedy was born in Brookline, Massachusetts, on a house, I think, on Beale Street, which is right near uh, Coolidge Corner. And so, so let me, I was going to say, let me tell you where I was born, which is Yorba Linda. Does that city ring a bell to you? Yes, yes it does. Yorba Linda, California, which is a birthplace to Nixon. That's correct. Right. Isn't that fascinating? This is fascinating. You're from the birthplace of Nixon. I'm from the birthplace of Kennedy, two men who debated each other. I think you and I are destined to debate each other. To decide. We have a little bit more destiny as well. So I am also a dermatologist. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. What does that have to do with me? I'm a dermatologist. 
And Take it easy, I work Shana. at the same hospital that your father works at. Oh, my God. Brigham Women's Hospital. Dad. That is correct. Oh, well, yes. My dad uh, works at Brigham and Women's Hospital in microbiology. And uh, you worked at Brigham and Women's Hospital in dermatology. You grew up in Nixon's birthplace. I grew up in JFK's birthplace. We are destined to fight each other. Probably, yeah. And the winner becomes the president of the United States in 1960. <laughs> That's, That's how they settle it, yeah. Tell me about being a dermatologist. I've always heard that of the professions, uh, the doctoring professions, that's the easiest gig. Is that so true? There, there is a stereotype about lifestyle specialties and what you would want to go into if you were in medicine. And dermatology is up there because it's a nice balance of having time and being well compensated and being able to help people in a way that's very meaningful. It's a weird job, I will say, in general. Well, first of all, let's cut to the chase. If you're a dermatologist, you get to go home at five in the afternoon. That's and how no, I was able to make this interview, correct? Yeah, there's, <laughs> and there's no call at three, in, three o'clock uh, in the morning, quickly get over here. There's something very slowly growing on my arm over a six year <laughs> period that needs your immediate attention. That never so, happens, does it? The calls happen all the time. Whether it's appropriate is a different question. So we'll get those calls, but at 3 a.m., you're never really excited about it. There's no emergency in dermatology. You've got oh. plenty. Look, if someone comes to you way too late, all you can do is shrug and go, ah, but- um, <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I'm sorry. What? No. <laughs> but most of the time you're like, well, we better cut that out just to be sure. Or in a few years, that could be a real problem. Yes? There are a few dermatology emergencies, none of which I typically recommend for patients or anybody in the general public to Google because they are very traumatizing to look at. So we sometimes will get that 3 a.m. phone call where we're actually called in and it's actually an emergency. Okay. And at that point, we're like, okay, this was, this was real. All right, but that's very rare. Oh! For the most part, you pick the most comfortable uh, of the doctoring professions, in my opinion. 100% I'm very happy with the doctoring profession that I have chosen, that is correct. I'd like a little advice. I'm sure maybe you've seen me uh, on television or maybe a close-up of my hands. I go and see a dermatologist to get screened for cancer about every six hours. <laughs> uh, I, um, first of all, I'm covered. I am covered in freckles. Plus, uh, I was sent to the beach often as a child because my parents would say, just please go near the water. And if you drown, that's just one less of many children. <laughs> and they didn't have sunblock back then. And so my mom would just put a white Hanes t-shirt on me, which reflected more light onto me. And I'd come home with second degree burns. Thanks, mom. Uh, love you. Anyway, my point is, I'm a mess. I'm a dermatological mess. Mm -hmm. Would you agree to treat me? Because a lot of dermatologists don't even want to get close to me. Would you agree to treat me? Yeah, I would. I think with a healthy degree of skepticism, but yes. You'd look at my body skeptically? Uh, I, would, I would take everything you say with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, agreeing with me here. Yes, yes, yes. Ninety percent is nonsense. Now you would have to look at me completely naked. Oh God! Would you be able to do that? Unfortunately, yes. So part of this profession is learning how to look at naked bodies 
of people whom you've met about three minutes ago. Mm -hmm. It's very fast that we're like, oh, it's welcome. Welcome to our practice. It's really nice to meet you. My name is Tim Dang. I'm the resident physician here to see you today. This looks like you're here for a full body skin check. And then, yeah. boom. And then they take everything off. So within three minutes, you're going from, oh, so nice to meet you to seeing their, their Don Johnson and everything. <laughs> Don yeah, Johnson. We, we, we see a lot. It's a lot of skin every day. Just so much skin, lots of freckles, very pasty white, lots of things. Okay, well, that makes me feel better about myself. Anyway, I'm proud that you are, you seem like a nice guy. You seem like a very smart guy. You're out there helping people. Mm -hmm. um, these are all positive things. And you're representing Brookline in one of my favorite parts of Brookline, uh, Coolidge Corner. And so that makes me feel good. That makes me feel really good. And let me ask you this, Tim. I do visit Brookline quite a bit to see my parents and sort of, try and take home heirlooms. Uh, <laughs> what, you just go home and steal what, what things I do is I go, oh, hi, mom, home? hi, dad. It's really good to see you. I love you. And then I drift out of the room. And then I guess the thing you hear is you hear the sound of silverware being put into a bag. <laughs> and then I say, gotta go, clank, clank, clank. Okay. Anyway, um, if I was in the neighborhood and I wanted a dermatological checkup, would you be comfortable doing that with me or not? I, I mean, would. Yeah, you would. I, would. I think that you know, the, there, there are a number of people in uh, prominent places, I will say, that I have been the privilege of serving as their physician. And it's, it's actually really nice. It's like, it's very democratic. You know, I think being a doctor is really democratic. You get to see a lot of people right. and you kind of get to drop that veneer of, of privilege and of celebrity when you're, oh, no, when no, you're no, in Tim, the office. I, it's just no, no, people. Tim, we're not dropping that with me. <laughs> When I remove my clothes and stand before you naked with my Don Johnson out, yeah. you are still to okay. treat me with awe and reverence that all celebrities of my stature do. We're like two seconds away from a lawsuit. Yeah. Can you do a dermatology screening without doing bits, though? I feel like I have that's never the done thing. I've never done any medical procedure or participated <laughs> in one without making it a bit. There you go. I think that's something you have to prepare yourself for, Tim. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the uh, bits that'll get me, right? Yeah, like I think yeah. that people come in and it's supposed to be kind of a serious thing. And then, yeah, I don't know. That's you know, why like, really, my healthy dose of skepticism, you come in, you start telling me stuff. I want to know that I can believe you, but it's going to be like a boy who cried wolf situation. Yeah, this is how goofy I am. I had to get an MRI about a year and a half ago. And just before they put me in the machine, I loaded my mouth up with paper clips. And when I was in there and they started, I opened my mouth and they just went shooting all around the room. Uh, and two people got badly hurt. And so that's a whole other legal thing I'm doing. Whoa. That's the kind of shit that I pull when I'm seeing a doctor or having a procedure. Or calling his penis a Don Johnson, by the way. That's another By the thing. way, I don't think Don Johnson would mind. Well, that you call your, your, your penis Don Johnson. Yes, it's getting the word out again about Miami Vice star Don Johnson. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a cockaroo. It's a cockaroo! It's a cockaroo! Oh, look at that, he's taking a sip of a liquid to congratulate himself. <laughs> Uh, Tim Dang, is there anything oh, I can do to help man. you? I, I, you're helping people in the world by um, looking at their naked bodies and removing something that may or may not be a problem in 15 years, and that's critical 15 work. 15 years. Um, how can I help you? Do you have a question I can answer? 
I do. And it's kind of a question all for the three of you. So to Sona and to David and to you, Conan. Um, actually, first of all, Sona, congratulations on coming back from eternity. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's um, really nice. Oh, I should probably congratulate you, too. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even acknowledge it. Oh. I just walked in. We haven't seen each other in months. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Babies came out of you. Congratulations. <laughs> as, oh. as a quick aside. So how, how old are your little ones now, Sona? They're three months old. Okay, so for the next three months, you can still enjoy this thing, which you probably have already realized, too. But if you stroke their palm, they will curl their palm around you. And it's like they're holding your little finger. And so if you ever need a moment of support and you just want somebody to hold your hand, just stroke their palm and they'll just gently hold your finger. Uh, You know, I've noticed they hold on to my finger. I didn't know about the stroking of the palm thing. I'm going to try that. That's so cute. As long as they have some kind of stimulus there, they'll just hold it. Tim, is it weird? I'm 58 and I still do that. (laughs) If anyone, I mean, if a hobo on the street slightly strokes my palm, I hold on to his finger and get this beatific smile on my face. (laughs) That might be pathologic, yeah. Yeah. All right. So my question for the three of you would be, uh, as a little icebreaker for all of us, if you, Sona, and you, Conan, and you, David, were all stuck on a deserted island together, would any of you be comfortable if the other two ate you if you died? Oh. Would we be comfortable? Yeah. I will go first. Hmm. I have no problem with anything that happens to my body after I'm gone. No problem whatsoever. If people, because I'll be gone and this hideous carcass will be left behind (laughs) and this husk, this freckled husk, and I just want it to, if it can be of service in any way. So if people want to fry me up like spam and eat me in cutlets, that's fine. If people want to, uh, fill me with stuffing and then um, and pretty much taxidermy me and then just beat the shit out of me every day till the stuffing comes flying out and that gives them pleasure, go for it. I, I don't have an ego about what happens to my body after I'm gone. What if you don't die first and we have to choose one of us to kill Murder. and eat? Will you sacrifice yourself for us? Oh, obviously no. Oh, okay. Oh. No, I'm, I'm an important figure. We all know I'm going to be the one murdered. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true, David. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're good eating. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say. I've accepted it. Yeah. Um, so I have no problem. Do you have a, do you have a, I don't have a fetish or phobia about what happens to my body after I'm gone. I'm not like some no. ancient Egyptian ruler who needs to be mummified and, and, and prayed over with incense. I say, shove me in a, in whatever you want to do. Leave me in a field. Do you so, think you'll taste good? What are, you, are we back to that? I'm, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about eating each other's oh, bodies. Yeah. No, I'm not sure I would. I think I'm a bitter person. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think at first you'd bite into me and there'd be like this tangy bitterness uh, from just years of self-loathing that would that would not be good. What I about think, you, David? Do you think you'd be a delicious uh, eat? I don't I'm fine if you guys have to eat me. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be good. Oh. Okay. That's I'd my exact answer too. You would be delicious. I think I'm going to be delicious, Tim. Oh, you don't yeah. think you'd be good? I think you'd be good too, Tim. I'd eat you. <laughs> I, you can feel free to eat me. That's fine. I think I, you know, after I'm gone, if I can be of service to you, still wonderful. Uh, yeah. Tim, you're very thin. That's all I'm going to say. I think there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of gristle. There'd be a lot of you know, 
I'm not sure. I, no, he has got. You've got great smooth skin. I could tell you, you have working the skin. No, oh, so, it, you take care of your skin. We're talking about the. We're not the skin. We're talking about the 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 protein, the oh, muscle. It's, okay, it's well, ostensibly the least edible part of me. Yeah, oh. yeah. The skin is not the part that people chow down on. I would chow down. It's the best part of a chicken. Why wouldn't it be the best part of a human? Best part of a potato. I don't know That's about that. It is true. No. Potato no. skins. It's fantastic. Yeah, but you do that because of the toppings, not the skin. Well, I'm sure we'd have sour cream when we were eating <laughs> on our dessert. When we were Tim Dang, and I'd be like, "Dang, Tim's good. Oh, man. Come on, Why I did, did it one last that? time. Oh. Tim, do me a favor. Um, just all for the next week, just walk around Brookline and say, "Wow, can you believe Conan O'Brien lived here?" <laughs> just out loud and act really enthusiastic. That's so sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I want him to do that. And like maybe go up to a mailbox and go, man, hey, look, everybody, a, 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 a post office box that maybe Conan O'Brien used. <laughs> and just do it about the most mundane objects. Please. I don't know if they'll go for that. Let's see. Maybe they'll build you a nice little library here, too. I hope so. Mm. I need something from that town. I did a lot for Brookline. Did you? I'm thinking. No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think you did. I moved on. <laughs> no, no, no. I look. I think if I mention the O'Briens, they'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, his father." <laughs> yes, my dad's. <laughs> my dad's the famous one in Brookline. That's, that's like, actually oh, true. Yes. He's he's clearly there. My mother and father are respectable. Uh, and some I told of my one of my attendings that I was going to be chatting with you today, and, and? she said, "Oh yeah, his dad works here. He's, he's a nice guy." Oh. And that was all I got out That's of it. That's why I left Brookline. Because whenever my name came up, people would go like, oh, yeah, his dad's quite the, he's quite the guy. And I was like, oh, yeah? I'm getting out of here. I'll show everybody. And I didn't. Oh. Well, anyway, Tim, you're doing good work. Very nice talking to you. You seem like a very cool guy. And I hope I run into you because I, I swear to God, I'm uh, in Brookline many times a year. And uh, I do make my way over to Coolidge Corner every now and then. So I'll be looking for you. If I see you, I'll give you a shout out. Oh, you'll know me when you see me. Probably from across the street, you can say, Conan, that thing on your neck doesn't look good. I'll look for the guy who's saying, oh, did you know Conan O'Brien's from here? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy right here, pointing to myself. Doesn't he look like Conan O'Brien? <laughs> As you're nudging passersby and just willfully ignore you. Trust me, Tim, that is exactly what my life will be like when I go to Brookline next. Uh, hey, Tim, thank you so much. Really nice talking to you. This was fun. To you as well. Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan with Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This episode was produced and edited by me, Brett Morris. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs>